morning everybody and welcome to health talk i am your host dr niru prasad with my background in pediatrics emergency medicine affiliated with henry ford health system st joe oakland and bowman the theme of our health talk today is hiv awareness joining us today as our guest speaker is dr dr rushta malik with the infectious disease specialist she is going to highlight our viewers about what is hiv what is aids how do we recognize the signs and symptoms and the prevention prevention and the, as well as the treatment good morning rushta and welcome to my show Good morning. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here today. Yeah. So just give a short introduction to our viewers, and then we will start. Okay. Yeah. I am an infectious disease physician, and I work in a local community clinic with other groups of physicians, and I provide care for HIV, for infections, and uh, also other uh, clinic chronic uh, infection and illnesses. so so that's it's good to know because we see so many of these people you know in our i i came across i don't even remember how many all these years of clinical practice in pediatrics urgent care emergency room it sometimes it is very hard to recognize their symptoms differential diagnosis and treatment so it, i will start with first a simple question for our listeners for our viewer what is hiv yeah i think it's a good start so yeah. hiv is a human immunodeficiency virus yeah and we know that it's there for a very long time and it is sort of a virus that can live in the body for a very long period of time it slowly attack our good cells which are our bodyguards the we call them cd4 cells or t cells yeah. and once these cells are infected they are infected for life and that's why it's so difficult to find a cure for hiv but the good news is that we have new treatments that are making this disease very much likely under control yeah. and that's a very good outcome for our patients and by doing this um uh you know uh by doing this attack on those good cells or t cells what happened that slowly our body immunity get weaker and weaker and then our body is open for all kinds of infection and people go into infections and kind of wasting syndrome yeah. and they become very sick yeah very in other sick. words this this individuals they get immunocompromised any single infection will overseed in their body because of the white cells because of this lack of because the virus attacks the t4 yeah cd4 cells or CD4. t cells you're exactly right what happened is that as a normal healthy human being we are able to um defend fight. ourselves and fight those infections but those patients they are so immunocompromised they cannot they and cannot they, they get that. infection one after another okay so uh, looking at the symptoms of the hiv you know with my clinical practice i see some who i can diagnose right mm-hmm. looking at them right. but there are others like you know they will come with a 
weakness, lethargy, loss of weight. So could right. you comment on their symptoms? Right. So, you know, that's very interesting because sometimes patients can be asymptomatic for a very long period of time. Right. And they don't know that they have HIV and they have just fatigue or, you know, chronic, uh, chronically they feel just sick a little bit. But then um, I can tell you that there are two categories we can put those patients in, in terms of symptoms. One is acute HIV syndrome, and we call it like a flu-like syndrome. Right. So when That's what there, I are, there's, there are some patients, um, you know, more than 50% of the patients, what happen is that they can have this acute flu-like illness when they acquire HIV infection, and they are, they are having fevers, they have sore throats, and they have enlarged lymph nodes, and then they they develop skin rash as well. Um, after some time when body immunity try to fight back, these symptoms can go down. And it's amazing and surprising then that sometime for eight to 10 years, these patients are asymptomatic yeah, after this amazing, acute illness. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But the, the, the one thing that I would, um, you know, try to emphasize on is that during this um, acute HIV infection, those patients are highly infectious. So if they don't know their status and they are engaged with other people, they can transmit HIV very quickly to other people. So that's why we would like to provide information and awareness to our community, yeah. to our people, to make sure that if anyone who is having Those any symptoms. suspicion or any symptoms, they should get HIV tested. Right, yeah, and always better to get it checked ahead of time, not wait till the last minute when they become acutely ill. Right, right. The other, um, the extreme of the symptoms, what I would like to tell is the AIDS syndrome. And this is acquired immunodeficiency syndrome where we see that patients have progressive wasting, progressive illness, their body is getting weaker and weaker, and then they develop very, um, uh, very, uh, you know, in, lot of infections, and then they can develop even infections like Kaposi's sarcoma. They can yeah. develop cancer like Kaposi's sarcoma. They can develop infections like pneumocystis pneumonia. They have recurrent infections, respiratory infections, lung infections, pneumonias. They can have skin cancer like Kaposi's sarcoma and even lymphoma. Those kind of yeah. cancers are, uh, are very common in those patients with AIDS and progressive illness. And they uh, really uh, end, end up into wasting syndrome. Yeah, but I, I do rem remember I came across a patient with a Kaposi sarcoma. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing I have, I have noticed in my clinical practice, their throat. You know, when they examine, right. they come for the sore throat and, you know, we think about is mono or something. But right. when you look into the throat, right. I, I remember seeing that thin membranes, the lesions, right. which could be suggestive. Right. Um, and that's a good point where a lot of these HIV patients can have oral thrush. Oral right. thrush is very common yeah. in HIV patient, and this is a white coating on the tongue. Right. But people who have Kaposi's sarcoma and that in involve the mucous membranes, they mm -hmm. have dark purple thick plaques. Okay, so they have the purple thick, yeah. So where is it found? Yes, so that's very, um, you know, that's very important to know that HIV 
virus can be found in bodily fluids that include blood, that include semen, that include vaginal, uh, fluid. vaginal fluids, and also Vag breast milk. Okay. Okay. So that's why any um, patient, any uh, person with HIV, any mother with HIV should not breastfeed their oh, okay. infants. No breastfeeding for yes. them. And so this can be like, now we want to find out the mode of contact. Right. Right. And again, that, that's where we want to provide uh, awareness. So the transmission is something that if we can prevent the transmission, we can make sure that we are not seeing more and more new infections in the community. Uh, of course, the transmission is through the sex, and it could be or both oral and vaginal sex. Transmission could be through yeah. blood transfusion. Yeah. We have standards that every um, uh, time that any blood samples get uh, donated, they've been tested for it. So the, we should have all those standards implemented and should not get blood transfusion from any, uh, you know, uh, below standard sites. Also, as I said, that it can uh, transmit from mother to infant during delivery, during pregnancy, during delivery, and also through the best milk. There should be, yeah. um, The other important group is injection drug users. Yeah, so I people was going who to are ask sharing you needles. about that, yeah. yeah. Sharing needles. And sharing needle is a big problem. It's a close contact, right? Right, right. Anyone who is um, in, uh, anyone who is with multiple partners and they mm. have unhealthy uh, risks and you know unhealthy behaviors, those are at high risk of Highly. acquiring HIV. Yeah. So the most important thing is the prevention because once you prevention, the incidence like you will show us the graph, how it has declined. Right. So now can we talk about some of the treatment protocols before Yes. you want to? So what, what I want to show the slides and what I want to tell you is that yeah. uh, it is, um, you know, we have 1.2 million people yeah, with HIV amazing. living in mm -hmm. U.S. And of those, uh, every few years we have, um, you know, uh, yeah. we have new incidents of how many new cases we new find. Case. This and, is a very good slide. And this is the, uh, the graph from CDC. And what yeah. we have seen in after decades, we see 8% fall Eight. in new HIV cases. Okay. This is the data from 2015 and 2019. Before that, we had um, cases declining, but that it was pretty steady and we were not seeing a lot of decline. And I think this is first time we have seen that much decline, so, 8%. Fell, uh, fall in new cases, but yeah. we still have around 35,000 new HIV cases in this new mm. data release from CDC. And uh, the, 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 I think the good news is that we have new medications, we have very effective medication, and right. now we have injectables that, that is yeah. helping people, especially see that people who time. are at high you do risk. do it on the television exactly. the, about the new medicine injection. It, that yeah, that is can. that is given as both treatment okay. and also pre-exposure prophylaxis. Oh, we call okay. it PrEP. So you can do that pre-exposure. Right. So people with high risk can um, get pre-exposure prophylaxis, and that also now be had, uh, available as injectable every two months, and that has decreased the new cases or new incidence of HIV. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about is the uh, is on the next slide where we have seen that who are those people with the new incidents or new who are those new cases, and one thing concerning is that of those um, 
normal life. Normal people life. Are, yeah. uh, people with HIV are living a longer life. Nowadays, they have less complications yeah. and they yeah. have a, no infections, no, 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 none of those opportunistic infections and even lymphoma and cancer we talked about, people are free of those yeah. complications because of these medications. We call them combined antiretroviral therapy. Uh, there's no uh, one pill or one drug that can help. What happened is because the virus attached to the good T cells and try to kill those cells and they become a factory for producing millions and millions of that virus in the body. We want to try to uh, kill, that kill that particular yeah, cell or, or stop this, you know, mm -hmm. replication of the virus in the body by different sites. So there are combined medications that now available in one pill. They're very effective medications. And they, if people take one pill, now people are taking just simple as one pill a day and they yeah. are very much suppressed. The virus load or viral um, suppression is so much go down that we don't detect it in the bloodstream anymore. And these people live healthy life. The one good news is, which is uh, just FDA approved in last one to two years is the injectable medicine. So yeah, now, I was going to ask you about this yeah. injectable one. Yeah, so now we have this injectable medication that can yeah. be done once a month. So patients, Once a month, yeah. just get the, is right. it like an IM or IV? It is IM, IM, IM okay. medication, yeah. but it, 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 it cannot be done at home. Patients, right. patients has to has, yeah, pay. they have to come to the clinic they come once a month, they get their injection medication, and then they go and they can travel, they can do their, oh. what they, you know, they can go around they can, and they are, yeah. you know, and they can come back in a month. And now there are studies going on for every two month injectables oh, okay. as well. So these it's, long acting injectable medication is really the game changer. Yeah. And we're gonna see more and more people uh, virally suppressed and living a better life. So what I wanted to ask you now, is it okay to get for these individuals, you know, people with this, to get the regular immunization? Will it hamper if they get the regular immunization series, like, you know, pneumococcal vaccine yes. or edge flu and all right, that? Right. That's a very good question. So every time these patients come to our clinic, huh. we look for their immunization status. It's okay. very important. They get all their pneumonia yeah. vaccines, right. they get yeah. their flu vaccines, and also hepatitis vaccines. Hepatitis. The three uh, vaccines for, for our listeners to know is the pneumococcal influenza, and, and hepatitis. Hepatitis, vaccine. yeah, because uh, hepatitis A &A. B, you know, exactly. that is another big challenging yeah. issue right. with this, with this, with HIV. And especially these patients with risk factors, they can be co-infected with hepatitis B as well. Exactly. So we check for their uh, status first, and then we make sure that we give them vaccination uh, for hepatitis okay. A and B. Hepatitis A, especially people, you know, who if they're going out outside the right. United States, you they know, traveling, bad hygiene, you know, poor hygiene and, right. and contaminated water and those kinds. Exactly. They should be, yes, they should be taken care of by proper immunization. Right. 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 Yeah. Those vaccines are very important. And again, yeah. prevention is always better than cure. So when, they, exactly. when we do this preventive immunization, um, they, that in that make these people to live longer and more healthy, right. healthy yeah, life. Yeah. yeah, excellent presentation and excellent graph. How we are, we have so far, we are trying to control the whole issue. 
The only problem is, you know, some areas like in San Francisco area, you know, right. people who are like homeless and, and you know, poor hygiene, poor housing, mental illness. Right. Most important thing is to control them, right? Right. So, absolutely right. And that's why I said that one of the target for us to provide awareness is those people who are right. at high risk, yeah. homeless, injection drug users, and the other is our youth who are, you know, if involved with multiple partners and using yeah, drugs yeah. and, you know, other, uh, you know, risky behaviors. Those two groups can be very they, easy target and they right, can acquire yeah. HIV very quickly. In fact, one of the last, last slide we have it on um, showed that according to statistics, yeah, uh, among you know, 100 patients who have HIV, 87 people know, knew that they have HIV, but 13 people didn't know that they have HIV. And the problem is, if they are asymptomatic, they're not gonna know, and they can give it to other people other as well. People. There was one study I was looking at that it showed that before person know that they have HIV, they can spread to up to eight to 10 people, and there are mm. some studies that do up to 30 patients, so oh. 30 people they can spread. So mm. think about that, that people who, um, you know, are living in those kind of situations, yeah. or the youth, if they are involved in any kind of College campus. Exactly. It's very hard to, yeah, that's the area where yeah. there should be. Right. So, you be know, my, aware. They, they should know what they're doing. They should know and they yeah, should be yeah. aware of what, you know, what they are involved with, who they are involved with, yeah. especially our youth, our, you know, kids, um, the, the young adults who are in college campuses, who are yeah. out and about. Um, you know, even I say that um, once they are around a group of people, they should they should be aware of their, uh, you know, surroundings and make yeah, sure that they, they use, uh, they choose, you know, uh, their uh, behaviors very wisely. Yeah. Now, is there any role of smoking or an alcohol in uh, for the for the disease? Yeah. I mean, it's just I, a general, I, I can, right? I can I, I get the alcohol is smoking. It's, it's yeah. the, the the thing is that you know, if if anyone who is drinking and who's smoking and yeah, you know, they are more well, susceptible to everything. Yeah, right. so they, they put you in that kind of. Yeah. Uh, you know, mental stat state mm -hmm. where there is a high risk of going towards the other behaviors. Exactly. With those, exactly. Uh, people yeah. become uninhibited. Mm -hmm. And once they are in that kind of mind state, it is hard for them yeah. to, to control themselves. So that lead to further, you know, consequences further, yeah. and, um, you know, going into further risky behavior. Further. Right. Yeah. So these are the things that we have to really make sure that uh, we, you know, provide education to um, our, our population, risky population. The other thing that I talked about in pre-exposure prophylaxis is yeah. people living in those communities and, and people who, you know, by in any circumstances are more vulnerable. They feel like that they are at high risk. They can come and talk to yeah. their providers about pre-exposure exposure prophylaxis and pre-exposure prophylaxis have shown more than 90% success in preventing HIV. HIV and yeah. as I said, there's a medication available, one, one pill, one a day, and then there's injectable medicine that is available as well. And those uh, have shown more than 90% prevention in acquiring HIV. So for our public to know that this is preventable. Right. 
proper hygiene, good hygiene, and you know, just avoid smoke, like you said, smoking, alcohol, everything precipitates exactly. to their mental issue now. Right. Now we are talking more about the brain. I know. The mental social platform that has become such an important right. topic right. these days. Right. Especially for our young adults, you know, yeah, they are yeah. living in this social, um, you know, platform all day long right, and, yeah. um, you know, they see things which intimi sometimes intimidating and people want to try new things, different things. And that lead to those uh, kind of risky behaviors that can put them in that, um, uh, you know, in, that, in, that, in, in that, that area, area right. right, yeah, yeah. Where they can um, get, in, get involved in those kind of yeah. behaviors. Like, you know, before long time, a couple of 10, 15 years, we were talking about gonococcal infection, chlamydia, and those things. But now this thing has suppressed everything. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's why there, there is a lot yeah. of education about sexually transmitted diseases. And the yeah. one thing, as you mentioned, anyone who has sexually transmitted diseases, they have higher chance of getting acquiring HIV as well, According, yeah. more, you know, more than more yeah. than 50% as compared to anyone who does not have who HIV, does not have. Uh, sexually yeah. transmitted diseases. So that's another thing that uh, make them more susceptible to acquire HIV. And as I said, there's no cure. We can, you know, we, we can suppress the virus, but once person has HIV, they have HIV for life and, like you know, the, they, 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 they have to live with it. So, you know, if, if, if everyone, prevention, exactly, everyone, yeah, um, good hygiene prevention. Right. So that was good. We, that you gave such a nice presentation about this topic. What is HIV? Your last one minute, what would you, for, for the audience and the viewers? Yeah. Um, my message is for, again, message uh, to them. Our, LGBT community, my yeah. message is for our youth, my message is for our young adults yeah. who, um, you know, are in those situations sometime where they have uninhibited uh, behaviors happening. And in those cases, I want to tell them that we are with them. We have support. We have treatment support from right, us, from yeah. community, from yeah. uh, physicians, from the you know healthcare clinics, from the community health departments. Uh, we have treatments that can prevent HIV, right. and then we have treatment if anyone who has HIV and uh, the long the more time survival with a healthy life is possible. It is possible, yes. and if, if you know once if they get into the care quickly. They're going to they have a better yeah. life and healthy life. So, so I'd like to thank you for coming to my TV show, Health Talk. I'd like to thank our viewers for watching me, my producer. And, uh, and you know, everything is available on online with the vmeos.com. All these tapes are submitted there. Mm -hmm. If anybody has any particular question, they can always leave a note for us mm -hmm. at the TV station, and and we will try to uns answer them. Sure. And so, and I want everybody to have a wonderful, safe winter and coming upcoming spring, right? Yeah, um, we're looking forward to it. Okay. Thank you so much thank for having me. And thank you again. Mm -hmm.